Now having been the owner of an iPad Pro 10.5 for a little bit, I can honestly say I was regretting my purchase. Sure, I got it on sale, and it's great, along with a Bluetooth keyboard as a super note-taking device, which sadly I use it all too often for, but even at a discount, I couldn't see a real path forward, and I feared this device would just go on the heap of those other devices I paid a good amount of money for and don't have a use case for. But Apple changed all that with an announcement at WWDC this year. I'm Sean, and on this episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast, I'm here to tell you, Apple did something right by forking iOS to give iPads their own version of an operating system. Mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. First, let me run down each of the major changes coming to the iPad software later this year, and then I'll talk about why I like each of them for the iPad in general, and the iPad Pro in particular. A word of caution, however. I'm using the Beta 2 version of iPad OS 13, which isn't the stable release, and there are bound to be some bugs, some of which I've already experienced. But please, unless you're really brave, really stupid, or both, don't try this at home. So in no particular order, iPad OS is incorporating better multitasking, better file management, direct USB-C access, a more robust Safari experience, and better Apple Pencil support. Let's tackle these one at a time and discuss why they're such a benefit to the iPad power user. Better multitasking. Apple did something here that is both useful and kind of hilarious all at the same time. The multitasking with slide over apps, that long vertical bar that you can assign to an app that makes it float over the top of your main display, is now improved so that it can house multiple apps in the slide over state. The useful part is that now you can have things like social media, task managers, or just about anything else floating there ready to go at a moment's notice or a moment's swipe. And the kind of hilarious part is that it's literally like having a virtual iPhone XS hovering there on your display desktop down to the iPhone X navigation bar at the bottom being how to slide between the apps in SlideOver. The carousel style animations are super fluid and fun to play with. I'll now be able to have Twitter, Todoist, and Pocket Casts in SlideOver all at once and just rotate between them when I feel the need to do so. Instead of just three apps available, two in split screen and one in slide over, your options are now almost unlimited. Well done, Apple. Better file management. Now I should probably start this by actually saying any file management, because that's really the truth here. Apple iPhones and iPads haven't had a real file management system to speak of, unlike their Mac counterparts. For the iPad, at least, this is not true any longer. Having the ability to merely access the internal storage of my iPad for things like saving downloaded files, PDFs created by other apps like Microsoft OneNote, and just in general be able to save things where I want them and not have to rely on iCloud or other remote storage for everything. This makes offline work on an iPad infinitely more useful as well, as I can save things to the internal storage and send them again when I'm connected to Wi-Fi. In fact, I've done this already. I had a set of notes in OneNote I needed to export, so I created the PDF, opted to save it to the device, created a folder called Downloads on the internal storage of the iPad, and then dropped the PDF in it. Nothing could have been easier. And more importantly, it mirrors the experience I have when using a Mac. Again, well done, Apple. Direct USB-C support. 
This isn't going to be a huge win for me because my 2017 iPad Pro still uses a lightning port, but for those out there with a 2018 iPad Pro, life just got a whole lot easier. You can mount your USB-C flash drives, you get an option in that brand new file manager I just mentioned, you open the volume, move files around, copy-paste, the whole shebang. You can also connect your USB-C cameras and import files directly, instead of having the janky, hacky workaround using a series shortcut in photos like before. This alone will be a game changer for some people that aren't me. But hey, when I upgrade, I'm all over this. More robust Safari experience. Again, this isn't something that I'm dying for personally, as I'd likely just install Chrome and in fact have, but to be able to have Safari on an iPad behave more like the Mac version than the iPhone version is huge. Mobile Safari is hot garbage right now, hence why I install Chrome. But now you get a true download manager when getting stuff from the web and in general, while Apple has had to do some heavy lifting with the rendering engine to get all of this work out right, work out right it shall. This will benefit users of collaborative sites like Google Docs, where apps are just not really the right answer. And for everyone else, Safari will just be a little bit better. And again, mirror your Mac experience a bit more. Better pencil support. This one might be my favorite, and some of it will not really register to most people at all. I tend to mark up screenshots, like, a lot. And now with a new gesture with the pencil for screenies, you merely swipe up from either corner with the pencil to do a screen grab and enter markup, this task is easier than ever. In fact, it's so easy, it just about justifies the purchase of the Apple Pencil in and of itself. The markup tool has been enhanced so that it can be minimized and repositioned just about anywhere you want it, and, oh yeah. Apple's lowered latency as well to just 9 milliseconds. That's a pretty short period of time and means your Apple Pencil will feel more like a real pencil when you write with it, draw with it, or, yeah, mark up screenies with it. So to summarize, you may have noticed that I kept using the same phrase a couple times over and over when comparing the changes coming to iPads in iPadOS. These changes will mirror your Mac experience quite a bit, and that's likely intentional by Apple. If they want you to think of your iPad Pro as a computer-style device, they can more easily transition you to it if the experience you have using an iPad is familiar. And to those with a Mac and Mac OS already, this new iPad OS will be familiar, but in all the right ways. I can honestly say I'm not thinking about returning my iPad Pro anymore, and in fact, I'm now really looking forward to what iPad OS can do for the future of mobile computing. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, be sure to favorite or subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And if it's on anchor.fm, feel free to call into the station and let us know what you'd like to hear us discuss next. You can follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our YouTube channel over at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk tech again soon.